Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And welcome to episode 270 of Geek Tower Radio. I'm back this week with... Gray, how are you doing? Hello, hello Dave. I am very well. Thank you very much for inviting me along. It's been a while. It has. It has been a while. What have you been up to? I know you had a busy TV watching September. <laughs> yeah, so I know I do this very often. I know uh, last year, a couple of years ago, I did this. Basically, I get to a month and think, I need to do something a bit different this month. And I had so many programs on like on my like Now and Netflix and Amazon. I was like, right, I need to clear some of these off and I'm going to make it fun every day i'm gonna watch something new as well <laughs> so i just set myself a silly mini challenge and so throughout september not only did i watch 30 new programs i also tried to complete 30 programs that were on many of the streaming websites and uh, yeah i managed to do it um wow. I, I only started 30 brand new programs doesn't say i'm gonna finish them or continue them because some of them i don't think i'm gonna get past like episode one i, I didn't like them or some of them are like oh this is new i'm gonna watch this and carry on watching it um but yeah i'd had a very busy month so so what were the ones that you didn't like and what was the ones that you did like then um so i started uh, so on netflix i found this uh, comedy called hoops it's an animated comedy oh, yeah. I, yeah i spoke to matt about it as well i didn't find it funny i just really struggled with it and i was right. just like well i won't be watching this um i also very recently tried room 104 now room 104 i remember the first season i really enjoyed it but i started watching the second season i just wasn't it wasn't grabbing me as much right yeah, yeah. like so i was like right that one's off some some of the good things i watched though so aquafina is nora from queens i chose to watch that one day i yes. then binged that throughout that week really enjoyed that i've started watching the resident again i know i asked you about that months ago like when's the resident coming back <laughs> yes. um and surprising ones i liked so absentia yeah um, good show yep that's on amazon yeah so i started watching that i was one of my days and i thought actually no i'm gonna continue watching this um also uh i watched jack whitehall's new season with his father it was only two episodes but again it's um quite good and i watched the first episode of trinkets which i know you've talked about as well oh yeah but yeah there are 30 of them if anyone wants to tweet me and talk to me about any of my 30 programs i'll tell you about them and tell you which ones i'm keeping on but <laughs> i did also mean i finished 30 as well which had been hanging around on my playlist and stream list as well um, wow. including 
911, Criminal yeah. UK, How to Get Away with Murder, The Duchess, Good Girls, uh, Silicon Valley, uh, The Sinner, <laughs> season two. So absolutely loads. But yeah, it's been a busy, busy September for me. But that doesn't mean I finished them all. I, I'm still watching some programs. So the ones I'm watching like weekly or doing an episode a week um, is Stargirl on Amazon. Yes. Um, I really enjoyed it. I know I tweeted you and Matt on the on the uh, opening episode. It's phenomenal, and, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying it that much. I don't want to binge it. And even yesterday, I, I binged like an episode and it went straight onto the next one. And I got halfway and I was like, no, I want to sort of enjoy it over the next few weeks just in case it's a quiet TV week. Yeah. So I'm still watching that. Uh, 911 Lone Star I started. I'm enjoying um, that. Yeah. yeah, it's quite good. FBI and then it's it's sister or yeah, it's all to yes. spin off FBI Most Wanted, watching those. And obviously what I just mentioned, The Resident, keeping those up to date. And I suppose I then look at things I might pick up in October. I watch the original UK Utopia. Yes. And I know that the, the US version is now on Amazon. So that's on my list to watch along with Spitting Image, which I need to go and borrow a friend's BritBox login. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and everyone around me has been telling me to go and watch Des. Yes, the, uh, Des was um, brilliant. Yeah, I haven't quite got round to that yet. I'm, I'm umming and ahhing about one, getting one of those ITV Plus 30-day trials because I just get so frustrated with ITV and the advert. Um, right, yeah, yeah. On their, on their program and I understand what it's for but because I don't have Sky anymore I have to watch it through the app so I'm thinking maybe if I wait I can get some of those good dramas I can have like binging weekends of them without all the adverts so uh, yeah that's me and uh, so Dave what have you been doing in the last week? Well I have been doing uh, Utopia as you just mentioned I'm about four episodes in at the moment I am really enjoying it it's going to be interesting to see what your reaction is to it because the the fans seem very split down transatlantic lines for this show because I've seen a number of fans of the original that I, I don't know whether that ever aired in the US but I've seen a number of fans of the original that watch the British series hate this <laughs> this version. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I actually really enjoy it. I think it, it doesn't have some of the weirdness of the British version. It is very different. It is slightly more of a, a traditional show uh, there is some strangeness in there but it doesn't have the really out there bizarre feel that that sort of slightly unnerving feel that the British version had and did so well Bex was mentioning last week the about the cinematography and stuff in it and it's it's not shot in that kind of heightened way that the British version was it's, it's far more a straight story you know um, I think it's still very good and I am really enjoying it you've just got to try and detach it from the british version so for fans of the original it, it has very much been oh i hate it i they've done with it but uh I, I i did like both i know i've but i entirely understand where people are coming from when they loved the original so much and the fact that it never ended and you know all that sort of mm. stuff it's so long since i watched the original i might have I might have forgotten it, so I might be able to watch it with, not forgotten it, but like, I might no. be able to watch it with fresh eyes. Yeah, I know what you mean. I was very much in the same boat of, I haven't rewatched the original for, you know, and I haven't seen it since it was on air. So uh, I, I do remember it, but I'm liking the take that they've gone with with this. I think it's an interesting update to the story. It doesn't quite have the style of the original, but I still think it's a solid story and I think it's 
fun and it's interesting and they've updated and switched bits around but I think it works as a cohesive narrative so I would say it is worth watching definitely so like I say I'm on episode 4 of that I'm still working my way through Fear the Walking Dead I'm on season 4 now that's kind of really interesting because season 4 it turns into a completely different show because they essentially some spoilers if you know nothing about Fear the Walking Dead but they do kill off most of the original cast (laughs) of sort of at the end of season 3 start of season 4 and they introduce Morgan from The Walking Dead and the way they kind of do it it's it works quite well because the deaths of some of the older characters alters the perceptions of the few original characters that are left behind it alters their character quite a bit so it sort of works I think and I think the people that they've introduced are far more interesting anyway because the original characters were this family that it was set at the start of the the outbreak and this family who were from LA and they escaped and it was following them for most of them a number of those characters end up dying along the way and you now have this rather more interesting group there's more kind of archetypes in there you know there's like a gunslinger and Morgan's very much almost the sort of Shaolin monk kind of character so you've got better things to grab hold of in terms of the characters I think Mm -hmm. and so I am enjoying season four quite a lot season five is also on there as well so I've got season five to get through as well yet but uh, I'm, I'm sort of slowly working my way through that new shows this week Brave New World which started on Sky One which I really enjoyed the first episode of obviously it's based on the Aldous Huxley novel it's set in it's sort of a utopian society where the way they've got there is nobody hides anything from anybody else so by law you have no privacy there's no monogamy there are are various pills that people take which keep everybody happy and compliant and and that's the sort of main society that is set up but there is also this savage lands area which is essentially what the world would be like had they not found this utopia or have they not set up this utopia so it's pretty much sort of the world as outback america basically and it ends up with a couple from the utopian society going to the savage lands because they've got this kind of theme park savage land thing set up where you can go and experience what the world would be like and how awful it would be if if you know we hadn't set up this utopian society they kind of go there and they meet one of the quote-unquote savages who is just a normal guy as far as the audience are concerned really and uh, he ends up going back with them and uh, disruptions start to happen as he heads back because there there is a sort of rebellion starting in the savage lands because they don't like all these people coming over and treating them like you know, zoo animals essentially <laughs> I really enjoyed the setup for that I think it's really nicely shot it's an interesting idea um, seems oddly prevalent at the moment as well with the class divides and all that sort of stuff so uh, really enjoying it I've uh, only seen the first episode so far but uh, I think it is all on iPlayer so presumably it's all yeah. on our TV as well yeah um, it sounds interesting I'm not sure about it but 
yeah, I saw it advertised at the weekend when I was uh, yeah sitting on my sofa. I was like, oh, maybe that should go onto my list. Got yeah, a long list, Dave, of things that I need to watch. <laughs> I would say yes, it should do. It is definitely try an episode and see what you think. But I think it is definitely worth having a go. The other thing I watched, and I specifically got BritBox for, was Spitting Image because I really wanted to see what it was like. I really enjoyed it. I think if you liked the original series, if you're old enough to remember the original series, it is very, very much in exactly the same sort of vein. Some of the jokes hit, some of them don't, and that was always the case. Some of it is laugh out loud, hilariously ridiculous and funny. The skewering of some of the British politicians is brilliant. The Donald Trump stuff, which they've been putting clips online, so uh, Donald Trump getting shrunk down to try and negotiate a deal with the coronavirus only to then make him vice president. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's it's just, I mean, it's wonderfully silly, and it's exactly what it did in the original series. It's very biting satire. It works extremely well. The puppets are as great as they've ever been. I think it is very much the classic spitting image, and I think they've managed to capture it extremely well. It's exactly the sort of stuff that I remembered from last time. Ends on a song as well, which is great. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the song is the uh, New Zealand Prime Minister Mary Poppins because she has this reputation of managing to keep the virus at bay and stuff. And uh, I just thought it was that was superb. Really, oh. really well done. Uh, so they're releasing it weekly, Dave? They are releasing it weekly, yes. It'll be yeah. topical. It will be weekly. They're recording pretty much a bit like South Park do. They're recording fairly last minute for pickups and bits and pieces so they can keep it as topical as humanly possible and it goes out on Saturday night if you're in America they are actually putting it out on Facebook I think for 24 hours the day after I don't know whether you can get that in the UK as well but certainly for America they've done a deal with Facebook where it will go out on Facebook premiere so I think if you just go to the Facebook page for Spitting Image it will be up on there and they're putting it out for 24 hours after it goes live on brick box as well so um yeah mm -hmm. you can they're trying to work out a network deal for it but they haven't managed to work anything out yet it's weird it's not going out on BritBox in the US I don't know why that is but you know that's the case but it is on BritBox UK yeah a friend of mine has got BritBox and I think we're planning to watch it maybe when there's a couple of episodes under its belt so we can have more of a watch it together uh, rather than just one episode a week but yeah I will uh, I will definitely be tuning into that yeah it is well well worth watching certainly if you like the original spitting image I don't think you're going to be disappointed by this I, I really enjoyed it the other thing that's gone up on the site this week is a new behind the scenes interview which I interviewed Melanie Jones who's the production designer for Bill and Ted Face the Music which I really loved uh, speaking of nostalgic kind of things it's really funny it's a wonderful wonderful film and it sort of very much encapsulates and advances that Bill and Ted story I thoroughly enjoyed it I actually got sent a screener for it I know you can see it in cinemas assuming you can find a cinema that is open at the moment yes it's uh, quite just sad news isn't it I suppose having me on as the film person who isn't very good at <laughs> <watching> <laughs> enough, um, you've got an excuse yeah. at the moment though yeah, right, you know. the news over the over the weekend we're, we're talking on Monday now and uh, Boris Johnson has told everyone to really go out and enjoy the cinema but I think it's sadly too late for Cineworld they've decided to pull the plug on their ventures for now and because of the James Bond no time to die not going ahead in November they've decided to close their sites which is a huge blow for the industry um, yeah. I know I've only got out to the cinema once in the new new world I went to an independent cinema to watch Tenet 
we felt we wanted to sort of support the independent cinema and their little bar and their little foyer. And so we chose to go to that. But it's a, it's going to be a real struggle for the industry to get back on its feet, whereas we've got successes with Netflix and Amazon, the, the, yeah. the, the mainstream industry is struggling. Yeah. And there are all sorts of technologies that they're starting to come out and you know, ways of, of getting premieres directly into people's homes as well, as well as things getting released directly onto uh, Sky at the moment. There are technologies that people are coming up with, which will actually check the amount of people in the room and charge you for tickets based on the amount of people that are watching. You know, there, there are new technologies that people are working on right now to be able to do that, in, you know, in which case you could launch big temple things actually at home, which, you know, obviously is quite useful at the moment, but they were starting to develop this pre-pandemic as a thing anyway. So, I mean, it's been a struggle for cinemas recently, but this is is really not going to help. And uh, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see where it goes. And I know they're talking about sort of it's a temporary closure right now, but it's whether any of them actually managed to come back or not at this point is very difficult to find out. Cineworld ones are talking about not opening until next year. So yeah, that's, that's difficult. It's a very, very strange, strange situation we're in. And it's, it's very sad for those people who've worked hard on their films and projects. And whenever we go back to whatever the new normal is, the backlog of what we're going to be experiencing is going to really impact us for so long. You know, cinemas will be fighting for windows of time to be in the cinema before they're being moved on for another film before we're ever up to date. But I think it's a time to reflect on that. And, you know, yes, that's that's all for that news. Yeah, it's going to be interesting times ahead, I think. That's all the stuff we've been doing this week. Let's move on to some TV and film news. So we're in October and Halloween is coming up. And uh, whilst the events of the world might have stopped the kids going out trick-or-treating, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to treat yourself to a lovely crate of craft beer from Beer 52. Beer 52 are offering eight craft beers sourced and curated from some of the best breweries on the planet all for free. All you need to do is go to beer52.com forward slash geek town and just cover the $5.95 for the postage. Beer 52 is the world's most popular craft beer discovery club with over 150,000 members that they send a brand new case to every month. Every month's case has a different theme and past themes have included beer from New Zealand, South Africa, career and all over the USA and Europe. Obviously with the way things are in the world right now it's not the easiest thing to go out to the pub and one of the things as an independent British company Beer 52 are very passionate about is helping the UK craft beer scene which they're trying to support during this difficult period. They've got a great selection of beers and if dark beer is not your thing you can simply choose the light option. Your case will come with the award-winning beer magazine Ferment and a Tasty Snack which is always good when you're drinking beer. Ordering is really straightforward, and if you decide to change your mind at any point, you can pause or cancel your account at any time. Just go to beer52.com forward slash geektown. That's beer, the number five, and the number two dot com forward slash geektown to get your first crate of eight beers for $5.95. That's beer, the number five, the number two dot com forward slash geektown. 
start off the TV and film news with the renewals, cancellations and pickups. No actual cancellations. We have got one droppage, though. American Housewife, which aired the first three seasons on the W channel in the UK. They brought those three seasons together. They're not airing the fourth season, they've said. That is not going to be picked up by W. I think it's actually on Amazon Prime as well, so presumably the fourth season will end up on there at some point. But uh, yeah, just it won't be on W in the UK. So that's one that's not going to be coming back to normal broadcast TV. Renewals, we've got quite a few this week. Cobra Kai, which was the big news. Cobra Kai not only has been renewed for season four, it's also got a release date for season three, which season three is coming on the 8th of January 2021. That is landing. That's the uh, the third season, which they recorded all pre-pandemic. This will all be on Netflix, because if you remember with Cobra Kai, it was originally a YouTube show. It ran for two seasons on there. Then YouTube decided they weren't going to carry on with normal drama. They were going more into the kind of reality TV stuff and stuff using YouTube stars and that sort of thing. So they're not doing scripted drama anymore. Cobra Kai did a deal to move across onto Netflix instead. And basically, since it's been on there, has been in the top 10 for pretty much every week, certainly in the UK since it landed. It seems to have found a huge new audience. It's gone down brilliantly by the looks of things. So uh, they've now ordered a full season, which I'm very, very happy about because I've interviewed some of the guys involved on that show, a couple of the stunt people, and they're lovely, lovely people. They get nominated for Emmys for their stunt work in it. And it's a great show. And I rather like the fact that it's a show pretty much about an underdog. And uh, this has always been a bit of an underdog show. And it's really hit the big time, which I'm very, very happy for them. So uh, yeah, that will be coming back for a fourth season as well. F is for Family has been renewed for a fifth and final season also on Netflix. So uh, that is back for one more season, but it will be the last one. Billions has been renewed for a sixth season. They've also promoted Corey Stoll to a series regular who shows up in the fifth season, which we haven't seen yet, but it is coming in, I think, late October in the UK. So uh, keep an eye out for that. It was one of those shows that they delayed because I think they were worried that they wouldn't have enough programming due to the pandemic and they pushed it back and pushed it back. So uh, it is coming very soon. But for the fifth season, and you'll see who Corey Stoll is and who's able to play. Corey Stoll was in The Strain was one of the shows that he was in, but he's been in a whole bunch of other stuff. He was in Ant-Man I think as well. He's a great actor and he'll be back for season six and it is coming back for season six. Real Time with Bill Maher, that's been renewed for season 19 and season 20 by HBO. That airs on Sky Comedy over here. And uh, oh, there was a little bit that popped out about the 100 spin-off series Second Dawn. We still haven't seen the final season of the 100 don't know if or when it's going to land in the UK but the spin-off series apparently is still up in the air it is still possibly coming Jason Rothenberg who runs the show said there are conversations that are happening now at such high levels they don't include me I hope to get a call one of these days and some good news about it so we'll have to see whether that spin-off actually happens or not but that's called that's the 100 second dawn apparently this is one of the shows that I'm, I'm kind of waiting for that final season to drop I saw something or maybe I was imagining things was there something on Twitter about a final episode of the 100 recently or was yes. it the end of a season episode and some people weren't happy yeah i've kind of been avoiding spoilers for it but yes the final c 
season and probably the final episode has now gone out in the US. Uh, okay. So that's probably what there was you just saw. Some, I think, but every time you do this, there's always going to be people who are not happy with the ending. But yeah, I'll, I'll I'm sure. your decision when you go to watch it. But um, I, I haven't ever sort of kept up with that program. I remember it was a time when it was an E4. I just didn't. I just passed me by. Yes. No, I really enjoyed that show. And uh, I'm, I'm just waiting for the final season to show up. I'm hopeful that E4 will bring it at some point. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. Moving on to uh, pick up advanced air dates and a lot of renewed filming this week, which is or resumed filming this week, which is good. Uh, Charm season three has returned to filming. A Million Little Things, which is an American show, that's returned to filming. Mighty Ducks, that TV series, has returned to filming, which is a slight problem for Lauren Graham, who you might remember we mentioned last week. We said Zoe's extraordinary playlist is back for filming, as well as playing the boss in Zoe's. She's also the lead in the Mighty Ducks series. And originally they were supposed to shoot separately so she could do both. And now they're both shooting at the same time. So that's a bit of an issue. They are both shooting in Vancouver, I think. So it's possible she maybe could run from one set to the other. But I I don't know. Um, So we might see less of Lauren Graham in the new season of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, unfortunately, because she's busy on Mighty Ducks. But we'll have to wait and see. Genius Aretha, which is about Aretha Franklin. That's the third season of Genius that started filming Lord of the Rings that series for Amazon is back filming in New Zealand Stranger Things has resumed filming for its season four which is great news Gentleman Jack is back to filming its second season and The Rookie is back to filming its third season and Grantchester has started filming its sixth season as well so that's a good possibility that we might actually get the sixth season of Grantchester early in January which is when they aired it this year for season five so we may actually manage to get that landing in January it's not drastically delayed hopefully but that would be good news if you're fans of eclastical crime solving so a <laughs> couple of pickups as well we have uh, Fox UK have picked up Perfect Harmony which was a show starring Bradley Whitford as the sort of reluctant choir master of a choir and it was a show that had cancelled after one season written all over it because it was on NBC. It's not the type of show I ever thought that they'd make in America. It feels very British to me, a show about a choir. But uh, yeah, it's called Perfect Harmony. It's Bradley Whitford, who is a fabulous actor. I'm very interested to see it. First of November, that is landing on Fox UK, but it has already been cancelled after one season. So uh, that's one to look out for if you're a fan of him. And uh, for and final season of Baskets finally lands in the UK. That's coming on the 2nd of November to Fox UK at 11pm. They're airing that as well, if you want to go and see that. Moving on to some bigger news stories, Marvel has found its Miss Marvel, they have announced. Um, well, it's been revealed. and they, They've not announced it directly. It's one of those things that came out of some very reputable sources, but they have found somebody to play Miss Marvel. If you don't know who Miss Marvel is, she is is a teenage Pakistani-American from a religious family in New Jersey. 
In the comic book storyline, she discovers that she has the inhuman gene and gains shape-shifting abilities, but she's a huge fan of uh, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, so she takes on the name Miss Marvel as a sort of tribute to her and uh, employs an idealistic attitude as much as any power to make the world a better place. So that's the setup for it. The uh, young actress that they've picked is a complete newcomer. She's Iman Valina is the name of the girl. Uh, she's going to be playing Camilla Khan. The show is written by Bisha K. Ali, who was uh, one of the writers on Four Weddings and Funeral, the Hulu series. I quite like the look of this. I think this, this could be quite good fun. They're also saying that she is going to be appearing in the movies as well as being in this TV show. So her life is about to drastically change. <laughs> I, this is the, the positive way we all really wanted like a real blend of the TV and the film. And this mm. is the first time you're properly seeing Feige committing to it. And I know we've had S.H.I.E.L.D. going on and we had some of the other ones on Netflix, but they weren't very clear that they were blended. Well, we, we had some understanding that they took place after certain events. Yeah. But if this is a character that will have proper crossover, I think it's a real step forward in the right direction, I think. Yeah, well, the previous TV shows weren't under the direction of yeah. Feige. They were under the direction of somebody else at Marvel. And uh, the, the two halves of the company didn't get along particularly well, it's fair <laughs> to say. So uh, one of the things after Endgame came out and uh, was, you know, he was such a huge success. One of the things they ended up doing with Disney Plus is they ended up taking all the TV stuff off the other guy and molding it under Feige's banner. So it is now all genuinely a connected universe with all the TV stuff, whereas previously the TV shows were kind of very much on the periphery. So they are now kind of fully properly blended, which is what we always wanted. We've got Hawkeye series coming. We've got Falcon and Winter Soldier. The first run up will be WandaVision, which comes in December. There's She-Hulk, which is the wonderful Tatiana Maslany is coming. Moon Knight, the Miss Marvel series we've just mentioned. Possibly a Nick Fury series as well was the other one that seems to be floating around. So uh, lots and lots of TV shows. And uh, this this will be the first one that they've said will definitely be making the shift from a TV show across into a movie as a new character, as opposed to one of the ones like WandaVision or Hawkeye or Falcon and Winter Soldier, who have already been in the films. So uh, and Loki as well, of course, that's the other one. I'm really quite looking forward to this. I think this this could be really good fun. I think it would be interesting, given that she's in New Jersey, if they I'd quite like to see a, a scene with her in Spider-Man I, <laughs> I, I think given that she's like you know this idealistic young teen and Spider-Man is you know like Spider-Man and Tom Holland's version of that I think that could be quite interesting to see the power of them bounce off each other so uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens but um, yeah this this looks like it's it could be really good fun as I say she is a complete newcomer she has had some involvement in the film industry uh, and as obviously been very interested in film because she was involved in the Toronto Film Festival. They have a thing called the New Wave Committee, which is a group of 12 young film enthusiast students from diverse backgrounds who help plan a bunch of the teen-orientated events for the festival. And uh, they come from a very competitive group because there's only 12 people that are actually picked and they have to impress the leaders of the film festival to get picked in one of the very limited places. So clearly she's got something. We'll, we'll see how she uh, pans out for it, but uh, yeah, I think this could be really good. Moving on to a, a very different topic, there is a Jeffrey Dahmer miniseries 
from Ryan Murphy, which has been ordered at Netflix. This is a, another Netflix thing that Ryan Murphy is doing. I think he's under, under an overall deal with them at the moment. Certainly, he has a lot of things going on there. He's just done Boys in the Band, Ratched, Hollywood. Uh, so this is the latest thing. Obviously, based around the story of uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, it's called Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Tells the tale of one of America's most infamous killers who was convicted of murdering 15 men and boys with these methods including mutilation, necrophilia and cannibalism. So, yeah. Um, Dahmer was later killed in prison by a fellow inmate. The series will focus on the perspective of Dahmer's victims and will also look at the police incompetence and apathy that allowed Wisconsin native to go on a multi-year killing spree. You know, you mentioned Des earlier, which was fascinating thing about a British serial killer. Jeffrey Dahmer obviously is one of the most notorious of the American serial killers. I'd be very interested to see who they're actually going to get to play Dahmer in this. Emmy winner Richard Jenkins from Six Feet Under is going to be playing Dahmer's father, Lionel, who was a chemist who showed the young Jeffrey how to bleach and preserve animal bones, a technique Dahmer yet to use on his victims. Murphy is serving as co-creator with frequent writing partner Ian Brennan who worked on Ratchet Hollywood and The Politician with Murphy as well as Glee and Screen Queens David McMillan will also write and serve as supervising producer Carl Franklin from Mindhunter is set to direct the pilot with Murphy collaborator Janet Mock who worked on Pose and Hollywood writing and directing several episodes as well so the team behind it is pretty impressive and uh, I mean if you want anybody directing it it's somebody that directed Mindhunter because that was a phenomenal series I just think you've got to be careful with things like that i know murphy is a fantastic creator but just from the perspective he's doing it from the victims just be very careful some of those victims families mm. um have probably got to be got to be aware of those families still being there you know watching this program that we'll be talking and you don't want them to glamorize dharma yeah yeah there are some issues with do you remember the versace when they did the yes that the the assassination of gianni versace there was some discussion about how they glamorized and gave more entertainment to his killer um Mm. and there was just some controversies there and again if this is going to follow that sort of model i would just you know be very cautious and i'd still like to see it i imagine he's going to do it really thematic and dark and that but yeah it's just that awareness of these are real people as well so yeah i mean hopefully he treads carefully with this i mean it's difficult to know but given that he has already been through this once like you say with the other serial killer i hopefully he he's taking a lot of that criticism on board at this point and he will be careful with this and how he it handles it but uh, yeah I'm, I'm just intrigued to see who they actually get to play the role um, mm. and uh, moving on we have Joey King who is set to EP and star in a film adaptation of Scott Westerfield's sci-fi novel Uglies for Netflix Joey King who you might know from The Act which I think aired on Stars Play over here and The Kissing Booth which and The Kissing Booth 2 as well which were on Netflix she is set to exact produce and star in the adaptation uglies is set in a future dystopian world where everybody is considered an ugly their solution to this is to turn the population into a pretty by forced cosmetic surgery which conforms to an ideal standard of beauty when they reach the age of 16 the story follows teenager tally youngblood who rebels against society's conformity when she is shown the downsides of becoming a pretty 
So that's the setup for it. It's, it's a young adult novel series. I don't know it at all. King apparently has been a longtime fan of the books and uh, is coming off Emmy, Golden Globe and SAG nominations for the work she did on Hulu series The Act. She also starred in The Kissing Booth, Kissing Booth 2, which she also exec produced. She's doing pretty well at the moment. She's set to co-star opposite Brad Pitt in Sony's Bullet Train and headline and exec produced the limited series A Spark of Light for Sony Pictures based on the best-selling book by Jodie Picoult. So, yeah, quite a lot going on at the moment. Kirsten Vernoff, who is the former showrunner of uh, Grey's Anatomy and Station 19, is adapting the screenplay for it. She's also the person behind Rebel, which is this uh, new series based on the life of Erin Brockovich, starring Katie Siegel. She's also the person behind that for ABC as well. McGee is apparently set to direct it. <laughs> so, yeah. Are they interested in this? I'm not sure. It's, it's YA, you know, and I say mm. I'd probably avoid it, but I recently watched Alex Ryder on Amazon and yeah. absolutely loved that and sort of absorbed that very quickly over a few days. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, my, my interest, uh, the dystopian world that what is suggested does scare me a little bit. Please don't yeah. go that way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting setup for, for it, I guess. Um, gives you an excuse to have lots of pretty people on screen. So, <laughs> I guess so. Uh, rather than just everybody being ridiculously attractive because you're a CW show. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, Joey King, by the way, I was thinking, is that the girl from Lysing Pieces? Cause there is a King on that, but it's, not it's her sister that's on that uh she has been in a couple of episodes uh-huh. apparently but uh they're, they're another one of these things that's like three sisters and they all act so talented family yes talented <laughs> family so uh that's all the news we've got for this week let's move on to some highlights for next week on tv <laughs> So, highlights for next week. We have Tommy, the one-season Eddie Falco police drama that is starting on Alibi on the 7th of October. Uh, She plays a former high-ranking New York police officer who becomes the first female chief of police. Um, I'm surprised this didn't last longer because it's Eddie Falco and, you know, she's great. So you would have thought that would have uh, hung around a bit, but apparently not. Cancelled after one season, but uh, if you want to watch that, that is Tommy and that's 7th of October on Alibi. The right stuff season one of that coming on the 9th of October to Disney Plus that's Patrick J. Adams Jake McDorman and Colin O'Donoghue all starring as uh, America's first astronauts I think there was a film version of this I seem to remember and uh, they've they've now sort of used the same story as a TV show but uh, given the cast involved I'm quite interested in seeing that I think that could be quite good Haunting of Blythe Manor which is effectively the second season of the Haunting of Hill House series that they ran on uh, Netflix. It's an anthology thing, so it's the same cast, but in different roles, or some of the same cast, but in different roles. 9th of October for that, that's The Haunting of Blythe Manor. The Family, which is a another couple of season dramas. I think it ran for two seasons and then it was cancelled in the US. It was an ABC drama. That is arriving on the 11th of October at 9pm on Fox. Uh, follows the shocking reappearance that forces an entire family to re-examine who they are unearthing long-buried secrets betrayals and heartache oh yes cancelled after one season sorry so it wasn't even two seasons it was one season um, and Yellowstone season two of that finally lands in the UK that's on the 12th of October at 9pm that's um, the Kevin Costner kind of cowboy drama set in National Park of Yellowstone and um, Fear the Walking Dead lands on the 12th of October on AMC Global for the six people that have AMC Global at this point because it's 
it is no longer on Sky and only on the VT streaming platform. That's Fear the Walking Dead Season 6. That lands on the 12th of October on BT on AMC. And uh, lastly, Who Do You Think You Are? returns on BBC One on the 12th of October at 9pm. I love this show. It's really good fun. It's Jodie Whittaker, I think, is the first person on this. So uh, get to see her trace her lineage, which I think could be quite good fun. Excellent stuff. That's all the news we have for you this week. Um, unless you've got anything else you want to mention? No, I think that's everything. Um, if you yeah, if you want to come and talk to me, um, come over to Twitter and at Grey the Geek and I'll, uh, I'll be talking about my TV. Also, you know, consumer rights, complaining to companies when they give me bad <laughs> customer service. So if you ever want to follow me, please come and join me. Yes, go find Grey over on Twitter. You can go and find him there. For other people, you can go and find Bex on twitch.tv forward slash Trista Bytes. She's streaming daily and she has a screen stream on Saturdays and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff as well. So uh, go and check her out over there. You can go find Matt over on entertainmenttalk.org for lots more podcasts. The Walking Dead, of course, is back, well, today, actually, because we're recording this on Monday. So The Walking Dead and The Walking Dead World Beyond, both of those start. So the we will be back on The Walking Dead podcast this week as well. So those will be out on Wednesday on uh, Wednesdays or Thursdays this week. So go and check those out over on entertainmenttalk.org. You can come and find us at geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see all the latest air date information. If you want to get in touch with your questions and comments, email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk. Leave a message on the website post. Find us at Geektown on Twitter, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown, on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash geektown, and on Instagram at geektownuk. That is everything. We shall see you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.